please help spread the message of frequency-specific microcurrent by clicking on the like button. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or any podcast app. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments. You can find the podcast transcription at frequencyspecific.com, as well as more information about frequency-specific microcurrent. Hey! I did it! Hey, we're here. You're here. And 30 other people are here. Hi, guys. I am talking to you from a Holiday Inn at the Oakland Airport. We're so close. Literally, as I'm going to sleep at 10 o'clock last night, I almost thought I could go rent a car and drive to Sacramento. But in Sacramento. <laughs> Which hotel are you in? No, I'm in Livermore. I live there. In Livermore. So. That's yes. right. It's up that way. But it's so funny that you say that because I had to go rescue a child in Sacramento because my kids were on the East Coast and because of the weather, everything was crazy. And so instead of flying one into Oakland, we got her sent to Sacramento, which was better than nothing, but that's still an hour and a half up the road from me. Yeah. And then I left Saigon at 7.30 in the morning, 30 some odd hours ago. Flew six hours to Tokyo, nine hours from Tokyo to San Francisco. And then it was just supposed to be go to the desk, go through immigration, check your bags, get on a plane and go to Portland. Except Portland had snow and an ice storm after the snow. That's not helpful for planes. No. And then they're so silly about passenger safety and not sliding off the runway on slick ice and killing everybody. So as I get up this morning at six o'clock to be at the airport at seven for a 9.30 flight, I thought I should check my text messages. And there it was. You can get home on this same flight tomorrow. Here I am. You just needed an extra day to decompress and be in a hotel safe and with no responsibilities. Yep. And with bartender in the sports bar who knew Bill Romanowski, they have Raiders posters everywhere. This is Oakland. And so I said, dude, you've got these five shirts up here. Where's Ramos? And he said, yeah, he was so cool. And I said, yeah, his name is Billy. (laughs) So funny. It was pretty fun. So here I, I missed am. you. We've been like weeks. Yeah, it's been it's bad. That's why I almost drove to Livermore. Yes. It's funny because I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be on the East Coast right now, but my flights got canceled two days ago. And so the earliest I could get out is tomorrow, which means I got to see all my patients today that I'm not gonna see. So, anyways, it all worked out and I got to race home and here we are. There we go. This is cool. And I have this cool little lamp instead of the nice lights that Kevin has. No, it looks great. Your camera looks great. The sound looks great. We're doing well. Yay. Yeah, I know the ice is like a thing. And there we go. Yeah. So it's funny that you're segueing us so organically into talking about ice because I was thinking about, I did a list like a year in review for our podcast moving forward, some things I wanted to like. I think it's important on New Year's Eve or on the days towards the end of the year to take an inventory, what went well, what didn't, what do you want to change for next year? 
What do you want to amplify that worked really well and you want more of? And the podcast is always something that brings me so much joy that we get to selfishly connect you and I, but then just share stories and the people that we get to bring on and that have reached out. And it's just, it feels so expansive. And the feedback for the podcast always surprises me because people, patients and practitioners and for practitioners, this is their continuing ed. They, oh yeah, you and Kim said this. And so we did that and it really worked. And now I think about this differently and patience. It's fascinating. Do we start this two years ago? It must've been right. It was during COVID because you and I were going crazy without seeing patients and traveling and teaching. And that's the front desk. Hang on. You guys talk. I saw a comment just now about somebody getting the master of change. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I love that book so much. There is a comment when I had Peter Twist on, he's one of my favorite people. Like I said, way back when this is over 20 years ago, when I was a brand new up and coming therapist and trainer, trying to squeak my way into professional sports, taking ART courses, Peter Twist was training the best of the best in the NHL. And it was a very male dominant world. And it still is, or it's slow to bring female trainers and therapists in, but he always treated me like such an equal and such a colleague and gave me so much confidence that I absolutely could do what I was doing. And so again, I'm going to segue back to what we were talking about with the podcast and the positive feedback. It's about building safety right? You and I have always been, that's always been the big word, right? Like you want to make sure that FSM is safe and it's continuing to grow in safe parameters. And I've taken that to heart when I'm teaching with the sports course. But then Peter and I were talking about the safety that happens and the trust that happens with an FSM treatment. And he doesn't do FSM, but he does training. And him and I talked a lot about the person that you are caring for at a foundational level has to feel safe. And I'm going to add, if I get to add in the class, the practitioners have to feel safe. Yes. So when we do the, the circle demonstration where we do different frequencies, instead of insisting that everybody feels something with the frequency we explain that there's a bell-shaped curve. There's 20% of you who aren't going to feel anything, 24% of you that are going to want to lay down and take a nap. And there's 60% who are going to create an environment where nobody's wrong. Yeah. And so out of a class of 30, three people raise their hand and say they don't feel anything. And I said, three of you are lying. Where are the other three of you that don't feel anything? And they sheepishly raise their hand and it's okay. Now the bell-shaped curve is preserved. And the same thing with patients. I have this. Okay. I have arthritis in my thumb. Okay. Does the sensation here feel the same as the sensation here? No, this is way sharper. I said, let's pretend that you don't have arthritis in your thumb because this patient is completely committed to having arthritis in their thumb. The joint's completely normal. 
what if this was the C6 nerve root? And let's just try this. Wrap around the neck, wrap around the thumb, and in 10 minutes, they don't have arthritis in their thumb. And it's nobody gets to be wrong. They just get to be better. Which is so nice. <laughs> just so new. It's um, so cool of Peter to do that for you. Yeah, he's he's been amazing. I'm going to be talking a lot about Peter Twist's courses with the sports course because one of the big questions I get asked is for continuing education for therapists and trainers. And Peter's um, since COVID, he was also grounded and couldn't treat athletes. So he did this brand new online module for continuing education that is phenomenal. And he has a fascial training course that is between John Sharkey and Peter Twist has changed the way I think about tissue. And I've always respected biomechanics and I've respected the fascia until it was never the fascia or the connective tissue and it was everything else. But there's still especially when we're doing exercise rehabilitation, the fascia has been a huge component of not just elasticity. That was the sheet that we would cut away during gross anatomy labs. And now you're just like, so learning how fascia can create strength, how it's innervated, the speed at which it travels. So he's just been a plethora of information for me to learn. My challenge with fascia and John Sharkey especially is the changes we get with fascia by treating the nerve. Yeah. I've never met a fashionista who isn't dedicated to the fascia being independent. Fascia is fascia. And the fact that when fascia is it, so nerves travel in a fascia nerve fascia sandwich. Yeah. And if there is an adhesion in between the nerve and the fascia that restricts motion yeah you can do anything you want to in the fascia and the cerebellum is going to choose to protect that nerve 100 percent. best way to relax the fascia is to treat scarring in the nerve in my world yeah mine too okay good peter seems to understand that i think the only way to really drive that point home especially for the people I don't like putting people in boxes or oversimplifying it, but I'm going to say it. A lot of physical therapists, sports type chiropractors, personal trainers are very kinesthetic learners. You can tell them whatever you want. You can read whatever they want, but until they see it and or experience it, they're not going to understand it. So that is why I don't like doing the sports course online anymore because people need to touch it, experience it, move with it, do all the things, and then they understand it. So if it was just the fascia was this universal blanket in which everything is enveloped in, it's a beautiful concept. But then we would only need one frequency on the B channel. Yeah. And And in the core now, finally, it occurred to me that we need to do, we are doing the supine cervical practicum three times in two days because that is the one practicum where you hold your hands still and 40 and 94 is the only thing that turns the upper trapezius to pudding 40 and 396 is the only thing that turns the splenius and the levator to pudding and it's kinesthetic learning 
So we have auditory learners. We have visual learners. I talk, you talk. We have slides. Mine are really content dense because they're going to have to go back and review them. But the practicums are essential because why would you believe ever that 40 and 94 quiet the accessory nerve is going to turn the upper trapezius to pudding so you can feel the lateral obliques, which are your object. That is the tension headache. Mm-hmm. That C23 facet is why your patient has had a headache for six years. But in order to get to those, you have to relax the overlying muscles, upper trapezius, the splenius, the levator, then treat the facet and treat scarring in the dura to relax the RCP minor. And all of a sudden, range of motion in the neck is free. I have to confess, and I'm going to really annoy probably you and Peter and John, because at the very end of the supine cervical practicum, the neck muscles are putting, the patients are gumby. And I said, now, just to make sure we haven't missed anything, let's do hardening in the fascia. Nothing happens. There is nothing left of the fascia by the time you treat the underlying drivers that make the fascia tight. 100%. And then they do increased secretions in the fascia. And the muscle, you use the word fluff. Yeah. It gets softer. Just thought it couldn't be any softer. It gets softer. So increasing secretions in the fascia does something. Totally. And it's it's just magic. Yes. And you have to learn it with your fingers. Otherwise, why would you believe it? You have to learn it with your fingers and then you have to move through it yourself because you don't realize how restrictive your motion can be until it's not restrictive anymore. So I'm going to piggyback on what you were saying, because to me, it's been the biggest game changer And it only took me, I don't know how many years to really understand this concept, but you will never rip a nerve that is adhered. You will never do that. That's not going to let you. That is a hard stop. That will never happen. So while treating the fascia is great in theory, and I will honestly say I always treat the fascia. It is always on no matter what I am treating, whether I am increasing secretions to it, vitality to it, taking out scar tissue, torn and broken in it. There is something that is always being run. However, like you were saying, it's we have to think more about the cause. How did we get in this situation? It's the drivers. I think like a pain management specialist. Totally. Something driving the fascia to yeah. protect. Right. An area. It's not tight just from space. Right. And so just because it's innervated and its conduction travels 700 miles faster than brain nerve muscle, brain nerve fascia is 700 miles per hour. Brain nerve muscle is 175 miles per hour. So we're traveling at a rate 700 times faster when we're treating the fascia, but it didn't get like that from outer space. It is reactive to something. And it could be reactive to a a dietary intolerance. It could be reactive to stress. It could be reactive to a virus. So again, 
yes, it's the fascia. It's always the fascia, but it's not always the fascia. Yeah. I had a friend from Germany that was in Saigon in Vietnam with me. And the night before I left, she said, my back is so tight right here. And she pointed to her diaphragm. And I went, and you're going to remember this because I did the same thing to you. And I said, have you ever fallen on your back? Kidney infection, no kidney infection, but oh yeah, I fell on my back all the time off a bicycle, off a horse, off of this. I said, okay, so come to my room. And I did her psoas, her kidney, the kidney fat pad on both sides and scarring in the fascia and she could breathe and the tightness. Oh, there was another thing. She tell, yes, I had an MRI and she has disc bulges at six, seven and eight. And she said, I'm always tight. And she pressed right here under her sternum. Now you'd think that would be the esophagus or the bronchi, but I had her MRI. And I ran torn and broken in the disc annulus. What is driving this area to be not only tight, but painful when I press here? There's a driver. Thanks to her for having an MRI. I ran torn and broken in the disc annulus and quiet the nerve. Everything became pain-free. She could take a deep breath, scarring in the nerve, take a deep breath. This didn't hurt anymore. It was soft. And I gave her exercises for discs and treat the disc. And I said, the good news is the psoas will never come back. So that's done. And there's always a driver. There's always a driver. And we are reactive beings, right? We are always reacting to something. So I'm going to bring up another term. And the person who just read the book that I had talked about a couple podcasts ago called The Master of Change. We need to embrace change, right? Things are always changing. We can never expect things to be the same. This could be like big or this could be small. So one of the greatest, I would say, failures that I have is if I treat a patient And they're like, I don't feel any different. Or they come back and they're like, it's back to where it was. It's the same, right? That is the four letter word that starts with S. That's just, we want change. I I would sooner make somebody worse, quote unquote, than have no change. Because as things change, as things evolve, things can get worse, but it's always temporary. It's always reacting to something else. And when you know If something has been scarred and held in place, I always use the shoulder as the example, because anytime I've made somebody worse, it's typically the shoulder. There's some sort of laxity there that you took out the scarring that was holding the shoulder together. It feels loose. There's laxity, increased pain. There you go. Easy to fix. So there's a term in this book, Master of Change, that really hit home. And I'm making a slide for it now for the sports advance called allostasis. So we've all heard of like homeostasis. Homeostasis is you've got happiness, right? Stability. You've got um, a stable, Mm -hmm. nice environment. And then you get out of homeostasis with stress, infection, something, and then you return to homeostasis. Allostasis talks about is you have 
a happy, stable state, then you have stress, but then you have, and you don't go back to homeostasis. You go back to a new state. So there is stability in the changed state. And this is what I am after. I, as a therapist with FSM in my tool belt, I am after allostasis. I am all about having this new tissue, this new arm, this new hip, this new something, having positive feedback to say, it's not the way it was before it tore but it's safe and it's strong and you're going to be just fine, if not better. In order to change, you have to feel safe, right? To make that step forward. And for me, the solution for that is to fix the cause. Yes. I've never met anybody that doesn't change. Well, actually one or two that don't change at all, but if it changes for a little bit and then goes back to the way it was, it's because I missed what the cause was. Yes. Yeah. It's allostasis, the ability to be flexible, to be able to miss your flight, pick up the kid. For me, grab the extra six hours sleep that I haven't had in three days. And I haven't read the book. The book I read was notes on complexity. It takes Newtonian physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics, and shows how complexity is inevitable. And responding to complexity is the way that the world works. I'll read The Master of Change if you'll struggle through. It's a small book. It's not complexity, but it was like eating a gourmet meal where it was so delicious you'd read 25 pages and then put it down and savor it for a while and then pick it up and then yes. I didn't want to finish it and now that I've finished it I'm sorry it's at home and I'm stuck in Oakland no offense to Oakland but I'm in Oakland and I wish it was here so I could yes bring it to um, Arizona I will I can't believe it. no Arizona's coming soon it is coming soon. And the sports course and sports advance are sold out as of today. So yes. um, if people are listening to this, get on a wait list because things always happen where people can't come last minute. So just get on the wait list and it'll be fun. But yeah, we're bursting at the seams. So well, and for those of you who think you've seen the advanced somehow this year, maybe it's because of what you were talking about for no, I really miss you. Um, maybe it's what you were talking about. New Year's Eve, I was asleep in Cozumel, uh, yeah, on vacation. But it occurred to me that if the purpose of the advanced is to teach people how to think, I'm in the process of completely rewriting it, like completely how it's always been. This is a list of frequencies. Yeah, no, we're not going to do it that way this year because that's not how we roll. It's how do you think about it when what you're after is a deeper solution that brings you to from, okay, homeostasis, I'm in pain, I'm fatigued, I have brain fog, I don't feel well, your heart's still beating, you're alive. That is homeostasis. When you apply FSM, 
prescriptions to change the mold and do the things to correct the base of the problem, you get out of homeostasis. There are sometimes uncomfortable stages with that. You have allostasis where you're changing and then you end up in a different place. It's teaching how to do that process. It sounds like we'd both derived at by different pathways. I know. And that's so cool when that happens. And that's the other thing that is so great about FSM and how so many different practitioners from different backgrounds can use it because there are different pathways depending on your background and where your starting point is. And it's not wrong. It's just different how we see and view and and treat the body. And it can be so collaborative. It's all like your intent behind the treatment, right? And and you're willing, your intent, but good intentions will not save you from your ignorance. So when you have arthritis in your thumbs and you're not aware that C6 is your thumb. So it's your willingness to look for the truth. Right. There was a quote in the book. What book was it? I read so many books lately. It was look for what and nobody else can or something like that. And I think that's really almost like the tagline with FSM. You are aware of so much more, so many more possibilities could be affecting the tissue than how you're trained. And that goes for anywhere from an MD to an acupuncturist to a veterinarian. Like we all have these different podiums that we're standing on. But now with FSM, we're able to think outside of the box and you're open to possibilities. And I think as long as you're a practitioner that's open to possibilities, you you are head and shoulders better than most of your peers. There's another movie called National Treasure, and he finds a pair of glasses that have different kinds of lenses that let him see directions or letters on the back of a map. And that's what FSM is like to me. For any other profession, any of us in our training, or even lack of training, any of us, why would you think about fixing the sense of smell from long COVID by running the frequencies for six viruses in the capillaries, the ethmoid sinus, and the cortex? Why would you think of that? Right. For pain in the thumb, you'd inject that joint because that's where it hurts. Without FSM, Even MDs rarely think that this pain in your thumb is from your neck. Right. We have a lens that lets us look that, no, lets us, but makes us in order to be successful. If you hate the word, it's the same. It gives us a lens that lets us look beneath what everybody else sees and see something else. So reading through the core and reading through the advanced as I'm sorry, Kevin, I'm completely rewriting it is this think again. Yeah. 
create a hypothesis. If that hypothesis doesn't work, if it's not virus, okay, it's not toxicity, it's not scarring, I, I treated my friend and unbeknownst to me, although I've known her for 15 years, she has Ehlers-Danlos and she has three disc herniations in her neck and her right leg is, she says, oh, it's really tight on his left leg at her hip. And I said, bend your finger. And she bent it and she bent her thumb. And I ran 124 and 77 and her hip pain, she's had it worked on by MDs, PTs, massage therapist. And it's 124 and 77 because she has Ehlers-Danlos mm-hmm. pain in her right knee. Right. She's 81 and 10 increased secretions in the spinal cord because the disc bulges on the left makes her right leg tight. So she has pain on the medial side in the back on her right knee. I ran 81 and 10. The leg softened up 81 and 10 increased descending inhibition to make the muscles softer then torn and broken in the connective tissue. Where in the world, I don't care what profession you're at. I don't care if you're twist. I don't care if you're sharky. There's no place where you think in those connections. It may take you a while and some mileage took 200,000 mistakes before I could put it together so fast. It changed instantly. It's the lens that lets us see because we have a tool. That is the perfect analogy for it. I do want to get to see, make, make sure we get these questions and comments identified before any much, um, much more time goes Neil by. Thies. Yes, it's just Neil Thice. It's notes on complexity. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. Master of Changes on Audible. Thank you, Denise. Okay. Are you looking at the chat? Q&A, where are you? Q&A just says, sorry about the runways. The runways in Hawaii are closed because of cracks on the runway. Oh. And Leif says, ice is always the way for Portland. Yes. Oh, and it's so beautiful. That's the reason I was sorry I couldn't get home. I love freezing rain. It's so gorgeous. It's just beautiful. It's clear. It coats like each leaf on the rosemary plant. Yes coated in sparkles and crystal clear what a nice way of looking at that oh it's gorgeous and you just don't go walking on the lawn and expect not to fall on your butt dana has a question what would be the flow chart for a ring finger sprain where the end goal is to get back to the same ring size torn and broken in the ligaments the tendons and the challenges that there's a bursa so on your ring finger, this ring finger, here. The problem you think is here, but it's usually here. There's a bursa here in your finger, just below. So if you get out netter and you look at the round tendon that goes under and you'll get a thickening in the tendon sheath just below the cross piece here and here, and it bends just slightly. If you look at my fingers, I'm 77. They're not straight. And it's because I have little 
bulges here. The real solution is to buy the next size ring because reality is as you get older, I used to wear a size seven ring. Now I wear a size 10. That is what you call L-I-F-E. It's called life. It just is. Even if you got thinner, if you lost the 10 pounds you gained since you were 27, your ring size would not change because your joints get bigger because you've done more with them. I got the ganglion cyst gone. I got my fingers straighter and my ring size is still a 10. You take it to a jeweler and for about $50, depending on how much more, you just get a larger ring. That's all. And then, yes, if it hurts, you can get rid of the pain. But I'm not sure that we can get the joint back to the same size. It was really interesting when I was in Asia. There's a company that has an over-the-counter device that we developed. And they asked me to provide 25, now 35 protocols that are safe for non-medical people to use. Hmm. And when they got up on the stage and described the process of how we came up with this, the first thing she said was no. And then they asked me again, and I said, no, you, you have to know why. And she's okay, we have to do this. So I thought, and the feedback I got back from patients have no medical training whatsoever was just extraordinary what they've been able to do with it. And there's something about, I've never been to that portion of it, actually never been to Asia beyond Taiwan, but there's an enthusiasm that goes with the culture and an appreciation. They're ecstatic with 10 to 20% improvement. Where in the West, if it's not 100% better, we didn't do anything. Right. So that was so rewarding what we do with fsm in the western world is wonderful with training practitioners and teaching them how to help patients and there are some things that simply can't be done the simple way you have to have a more complex thought process behind it but to make it available to a consumer that has very little medical knowledge there's when was it Saturday night, Sunday? I I think I even posted on Facebook. It was like my heart was just full. Every place I went in the hotel, I was just mobbed by six people, 12 people, and all thanking me and tears running down because now their mom could walk and their son could sleep through the night because he runs skin healing. It's a non-medical device. So it also has to be skin harmony because you can't heal anything. It's harmony and balance. And we're working on the energetic field, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But she says he'll come to her at night and ask for skin harmony because then his skin doesn't itch and he can sleep. Mm -hmm. And then I say, you also have to work on his digestive system. And she just nodded and went, I'll just run skin harmony because that's fine. So FSM practitioners are able to take it to the next step. It's just, I take for granted what we've created, all of us. And it's that's the other thing. It's what the frequencies do. And the whole FSM community 
is creating our future. Mm -hmm. We have a paper. Karen Perry is presenting a paper at the advanced on Saturday afternoon. And Candace Elliott is a co-author and she wrote a paper on using the frequency for ankylosis or oxalates right. in breast tissue. Right. And I would never have thought of it. I treated my own breast, but I treated for fibrosis and scarring. I didn't use 217. Mm -hmm. But the reviewer, so she took a type three breast, I think the numbers are right, type three to type two. Type three has 50% greater risk of breast cancer than type two dense breasts because okay. oxalates are inflammatory. So the reviewer, I've written 10 papers. I've never read a review like this. The reviewer was exuberant about the potential for this to change breast cancer risk for millions of patients because what one practitioner wrote and published in an online journal is now in the literature and mentions FSM by name. And it was, I would never have thought of it. It was the practitioner that did it. And we, all of us are co-creating the future for FSM. Yes. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's putting information out there in a safe way and you digesting it and using critical thinking and your scope of practice and how you can apply it for betterment, right? Like that is my sort of tagline. I'm in the business of betterment. I just want people to move and move safely and when you're moving safely, that's when the potential and the trajectory is just limitless. Checking in for a flight at the desk at Portland Airport, the lady said, so why are you going to Vietnam? I am developed a way of treating nerve and muscle pain using frequencies that are resurrected for the 1920s. And she said, you treat nerve pain? <laughs> yeah, we do. I could use that. It's universally applicable. Yeah. It's it's just and scope of practice. Karen Perry is a DC. It's not her scope of practice to prevent breast cancer, but it is her scope of practice to treat fascia. Yeah. And that's all she was doing. Yeah. And it was the reviewer who said that was going on. All she was doing was changing tissue. Yeah. That's in her scope. And when you break it down like that, like I had a patient last week who feels that they were over adjusted and getting the advice to come every day, the potential could be there and high velocity manipulations, the potential could be there for her to feel worse after all these adjustments is what I'm getting at. So, I love the word potential. The reality is it's inevitable. I say that as a chiropractor, I'll let you say you. that. It's yes. When the patient is on the table and is rigid and stiff and is holding everything so tight because they are anticipating a high velocity manipulation that is 
creating this cascade of pain and splinting and tightness. And I ask, can I just put my hands here? And I'm going at a snail's pace. And that is the one beautiful thing that I have learned as an FSM practitioner is to embrace the slowness of a treatment because you're not forcing anything. You are listening with your hands and you're waiting and you're moving. And this has to be applicable too in the exercise rehabilitation component. And I'm going to make, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm going to make a slide about this for the sports advance is you have to work at the patient's pace. So if they're like this on the table, I am going to wait until they're like, got their shoulders out of their ears and they're relaxed and they're making eye contact with me. And then I'm going to be able to go in and go slow. Is that it? Is it on? Is this all you're doing? Why aren't you doing this? And it was just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. What are you waiting for? The tissue to relax. And it will. Oh, and then (laughs) they're waiting for the pain and they're they're waiting waiting for the trauma. Exactly. And it's funny that you say that because it was running trauma in the fascia that initially just let everything go. And then that felt safe. And then I could get in deeper and then move. And then all of a sudden there was like a pop in the shoulder. And then she sat up and there was a pop and she was just like, that was like an adjustment. And I'm just like, no, that's just when the tissue relaxes, you have to trust that your body is going to know what to do. So I think that's just an important part too for the practitioners that are listening is you may have an agenda as a therapist or as a trainer, but it's not your agenda that you have to pay attention to. It's the patient and what's happening in real time. A couple more questions and then I have to race back to the clinic. So I can't go too far over four. One of the questions was, oh, there's two here actually. Okay. Do you think it's true that automobile injuries are less severe and passengers are drunk slash relaxed slash don't see it coming. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Yeah. In one way, maybe so it'll protect the fascia, but when you see it coming, you can use. So I use the headrest. So you put your head back against the headrest and use the muscles to protect the underlying tissues. Yeah. When the superficial muscles are relaxed, the discs and the ligaments, they're all you have. So I understand the theory. Right. But because I deal in in generators are usually discs and ligaments. Right. Yeah. No. So you had a face that said, no, it's, I believe the, yeah. And again, just I've, especially when I was practicing in Canada, I saw a ton of motor vehicle collision victims. And yeah, I do get why people say that because people are like, oh, it was, you'll hear about the drunk driver not getting injured at all and the people that he hit. So I'm not sure that it's that simplistic to say. I think sometimes people who get rear-ended and do see it coming do have a tendency to get tight in anticipation of the collision happening. So you'll see them, but I'm not sure if that injury, it's hard to say if that was going to be any worse than if they were looking on their phone and then got hit. So it's an impossible. I, I do understand the concept, like you said, because I do think the superficial muscle splint, the fascia gets tight to support, but who knows if that would 
be any less severe or if the drunk driver is like loose and that's why he didn't get injured there could be physics about how the collision happened there's there's too many variables i think and that's only because i'm looking at it from having to deal with court cases to do with that and how attorneys break down all that stuff so yeah hard to say really but i understand the concept i was getting treatment last week for my hip that's still not 100% better because of other things. And I was in so much pain getting treatment. And it was from like an old school type of therapist that treats a lot of people and is supposed to be very good. But all I could think of in my head was this isn't safe. And because what you can't unthink it, or you can't unsee it, and you can't unfeel it. So I just felt everything on a superficial level tightening up the deeper somebody was forcing their fist into my tissue the more I could feel the tension and I couldn't get into a relaxed state. I couldn't get the buy-in that this was going to help me. And that also sabotaged the treatment. So again, going back to having that, you talked about at the last advance, that kind of relationship that happens, that intimacy that happens with an FSM treatment, that safety that they feel and the confidence that you bring as a therapist. So there is more than just the manual therapy, there's more than just the frequencies. There is all of that happens in the room. A major word that just came is listening. You listen with your fingers, you listen with your ears, you listen with your ears to the history. Yeah. And then and you put the history together with the physical exam and you form a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Then you have to listen with your fingers. If you do something that makes the muscles splint. You have immediate feedback that you're doing something wrong. Yes. It says, yeah, no, don't do it. Not right. No. And it's not a panic. You just remove your hands. Just stop for a second. Wait. Wait, recalibrate, try something else. Have a communication. How does that feel? What do you think right now? How are you feeling? This is what I feel. You don't do it verbally because they can't explain it anyway. So the number of times I've written wait in capital letters, I can't tell you. So you wait with your fingers and then you go back and try again and see if you can go farther, but you listen with your fingers because the patient can't tell you with words, no words, that particular muscle is getting tighter and it's coming from the uh, meniscus. Right. There's no words. They have no idea. Yeah. You say is ow. How works, but yeah. your fingers will feel if you wait and you listen with your fingers. Yeah. Fingers will feel. Yeah. Touch this, what could be causing it? Yeah. It's a joint capsule, but what makes the joint capsule tight? What's below the joint capsule? Right. Cartilage and then the meniscus. So yeah. you try meniscus, you try cartilage, and you listen to what the fascia and the superficial tissue you wait and you listen with your fingers and it will tell you what to do next yeah it worked it helped but it's not finished yeah okay what's left periosteum because you feel with your you wait you feel my fingers are on the periosteum and when i push on the periosteum the tissue gets tighter listen 
tighter, listen. Periosteum, I have a number for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's the same concept. It is. Wait and listen. My little beeper went off here that goes off at 59 so that we do our housekeeping before we run okay. out of time. So please head over to practitioners listening. Please head over to the website, frequencyspecific.com. Sign up for the advance because it's going to be epic this year. Just- uh, Jay Shaw is coming and so is Juliana Mortensen. Because this is the first time that FSM has been three day. And if you count Rob Martino, it's actually four day. Yeah. It's a combination advanced and symposium. We've never had Jay Shaw come as part of the advanced or Juliana Mortensen come for the advanced. Yeah. So Amazing. it's, yeah, it's going to be magic. I'm going to end. So the, the quote I have is from Peter Twist today. And I think it's just such a great mantra for the new year and moving forward. So on his website, on his educational things, one of the mantras he has is today, I will give everything I have, what I keep inside, I lose forever. And I think that's just such a beautiful summary of how we've created the podcast sharing and not keeping everything inside, not keeping these like secrets, sharing and collaborating. And that to me, that's like how the real growth, organic growth of what we do is how it's getting out there. And there's another saying that matches that. And that is, you can only keep what you give away. Yes. You only keep away. Yeah. Makes us more generous. It's a good thing. Yeah, I think I'm so. glad it worked. We even coordinated our outfits today and everything. So it's funny when that happened. Oh, we did. That's cool. <laughs> line and everything. Um, so safe travels tomorrow. I will be on the flight three hours before you leaving Oakland. Safe three travels before you're leaving at six a.m. I have a six a.m. flight tomorrow. Yes. So gross. Okay. Way out east. Yes, I will be there, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for coming. Bye. Do good things. The Frequency Specific Microcurrent Podcast has been produced by Frequency Specific Seminars for entertainment, educational, and information purposes only. The information and opinion provided in the podcast are not medical advice, do not create any type of doctor-patient relationship, and unless expressly stated, do not reflect the opinions of its affiliates, subsidiaries, or sponsors, or the hosts, or any of the podcast guests or affiliated professional organizations. No person should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content provided in any podcast without first seeking appropriate medical advice and counseling. No information provided in any podcast should be used as a substitute for personalized medical advice and counseling. FSS expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on or any contents of this podcast.